you know, I haven't ever met a person that has not been faced with incredible odds and not create something extraordinary out of it. Our guest today shares there is no wasted experiences. Trapped by the belief that I'm not good enough, bound by the limitations and the lies that consumed my world, this was me. It wasn't until I took the biggest leap in my life to know and trust the power within. And it was at that moment I made a choice. My past will not define me anymore. Hello, I am Terry Carangela, and I know I am not alone in this. Over the years, I have found that the number one mistake that we make is that we get in the way of our own success story. Yes, I said it. On this show, together we'll tackle limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, getting stuck, fear, doubt, overwhelm, and the imposter syndrome. Join us on this journey designed to transport you beyond your limitations to a world where anything is possible. This is Talking with Terry. Hello, and welcome back to Talking with Terry, where we have powerful conversations to transform your life and your business. And I am so excited today for our guest today. She's the owner. She's a coach. She's a no-nonsense coach. She's a coach. Coach Kathy Wilson is here with us. She's a former collegiate and professional basketball player. Um, She's worked with Fortune 100 and 500 companies, including McGraw-Hill companies. And I mean, I just, I mean, as I scroll through her entire bio, um, 17 minutes later, we are now here. So I'm just telling you, she's this incredible rock star with us today. So Coach Kathy, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. I hear that. And I'm like, who's she talking about? But I guess that is me. <laughs> I know, like the scroll goes on. But I'm excited to hear from you. Um, I can't wait to hear about your like basketball career too. Like how cool is that? But I also want to hear about, you know, how you got to be where you're at today. So if you can just yeah. kind of give the listeners a little bit of kind of back history for the folks that, that, that hasn't, that haven't gone and stalked you yet, um, yeah. let's, let's bring them up to speed. So there, there's a, I, I think a non-professional and a professional piece of this. And the non-professional piece is I have always been someone who everybody comes to for advice. I can be in the grocery store line, on the train. I can act like I am super busy and somebody will tell me or feel compelled to tell me their life story. I can remember a time when I had a debt collector calling me and I was actually giving the debt collector marriage advice. And one of my friends was like, have you ever been married? And I'm like, well, no, (laughs) don't even ask me how that happened. But at some point when I was coaching basketball, I knew that I didn't want that to be my full-time career. I was wondering, like, what do I love to do? And I love to see people succeed. I do. I love to empower them to take pieces of information that I've given and go off and like do amazing things. And I was like, I wonder if you can make a career out of that. And that's where I found the coaching program at George Washington University, went through that, started my own business, integrated some, some training and consulting in that. So I did a lot of work, coaching, training, consulting in organizations, and then I really, where I really started feeling that love was with women. I wanted to work with women. So I stopped the corporate stuff and have been working strictly with women. I do work with women in organizations, coaching them, but outside of that, really coaching women to transform their lives and step up to that next level. So that's the long, long of it. (laughs) So in your, in your, you know, life journey here, what has been some of your biggest challenge and barriers that you've had to overcome? Yeah. So I I just will be very honest. This is not anything political, but one of the biggest was overcoming being a black woman. And I know that sounds odd, but my parents are two generations separated from me. 
So they actually grew up in an era where they didn't have opportunities. Things were still segregated. They couldn't vote. All of these things were going on when they were growing up. And so when I, when they raised me, the messages that I received were that, you know, people always thought less of me because of the color of my skin. And I had to work twice as hard to get half as much. And it wasn't, they didn't do this on purpose. They were doing this to protect me and to prepare me, even though the world had changed a little bit, maybe not as much as they would have liked, but I grew up with that. And I believe, and I didn't even know how heavily I carried it with me because I've always been pretty optimistic about, I can do anything I want. But I remember taking a course for an archetype training and I was asking the, the instructor, you know, what if people won't listen to my message because of the color of my skin? And she was coming from a standpoint of, but you just show up as you, right? You've got this energy. They will listen. And I couldn't get out of that, that story, that wow. limiting story. And I heard myself. It's almost like I had an out-of-body experience at that moment. And I was like, I, I hear it. I wow. hear my limiting story. So yeah. that has been my biggest hurdle to overcome in my career is recognizing not first and foremost, that that was there because I didn't even see it. And then being, having to get over it. The other, you know, we always have the mindset challenges, but if you talk about a big hurdle, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can relate on a lot of different levels and maybe it's not the color of our skin. Maybe it's, you know, whatever those messages that we received, you know, I, I, I grew up with this learning disability and it was, I mean, it, it haunted me and Mm. I had the same messages, you know, that it was like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Who am I? And I got, it it got reinforced and it, there is something to it when that message, that story gets reinforced 24 seven. And like, it's almost like we have no control over it or power because it wasn't me. It wasn't me going on. I'm like, I had, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't you saying, you know what? I have a, an issue with my my color of my skin, right? Like, yes, it, it's everybody else telling us who we are. <laughs> yes, what we are. And, yes, and, but but when we are being faced with that day in and day out, it's it, it's not, we we cannot ignore it. It becomes this fabric, and so you know, talking about the power. When I when I talk to people, I'm like talking about the power of our words. And oh what my goodness! Saying, not only internally, I was on a. Uh, an interview yesterday. And I was like, you know, not only internally, but what we were saying out to the world, because I said, we have a responsibility with our words. And I truly believe that. Yes, we do. I do too. And I think that like, you know, as parents, as colleagues, I mean, I truly, and and your, some of your background that I was reading up on you, I think you can relate to this. I was like, those messages, those words that were given to us was just that they were Mm -hmm. not ours. They're not ours to us by accident on purposefully, unconsciously, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that, that story might've been, but then we, we hold on to that. And then of course, like, you know, our brains actually goes and seeks out the evidence. And it's like, well, it's true. That teacher just discriminated against me because of the color of my skin. I know it. Cause she did this, you know, yes. that person just said that I was not competent enough because I couldn't get up and give a, a speech because um, my, the way I, I spoke, my words came out all jumbled and, you know, whatever yep. that person, you know, whatever that might be. Right. And so I think it's just, it's so powerful. And I want people to hear this because it is, it is, it, it is, it's, I think, again, when we have that awareness, right. Awareness is key in anything yeah. but when we have that awareness of those messages that, 
that show up for us um, is really powerful. Yeah, and I think it's important for us. To, I mean, you said something so powerful, and I think it's important to reiterate the fact that if they were given to us, right? We were like these small little computers that had no software and we were programmed from a very early age. Yeah. We often beat ourselves up as women because we're just like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Why can't I advance here? Why don't I do this? Uh, yeah. And we don't even recognize how we were programmed as young kids. And we had no mm -hmm. choice in that. And there are a lot of things that we outgrow. We outgrow our baby, baby clothes. We don't eat baby food anymore. We don't play uh. with Barbies, but we don't, <laughs> we don't outgrow that programming unless yeah. we consciously recognize what was given to us and what we have now taken on as our identity. We don't outgrow that until yeah. we recognize it. And then we have to shed it. And it's yeah. almost like, depending on how deeply we are ingrained in that, it's almost like, who am I without this? Like I have justified and created so much of my life around this belief. If I let go of that, then what does that say about me? Like, who am I? Was I wrong about that? Like, mm -hmm. it's almost like I've missed all these opportunities because I said that was true. Yeah. So it, it's a reckoning of it sorts is, for it, us. It, it, and it's almost like that there's a grief process. And I want people to be aware that when we go through that shedding process that you were talking about, like there's a grief process that comes along. Yes. I remember, so I was a therapist for 25 years prior to doing the work that I'm doing now. And, um, you know, as a therapist, we'd all use, the, you always use the onion metaphor, right? Like it's like peeling yeah. back the onion, peeling back the onion. <laughs> well, you know, you know, and I truly be, believe that when we peel back the onion far enough, and I have this fantastic picture of an onion that was given to me by a good friend of mine, and he had cut through the onion and inside yeah. the onion was actually a heart. And I was like, oh, oh. it's so beautiful. It's just such a beautiful metaphor because it's like peeling back the onion and what is really in the middle of the onion yeah. is I think is self-love, right? It's self-love, it's self, you know, because when we have self-love, we can give from our, you know, love, right? Love radiates mm -hmm. out. So if you look back at the onion and you have a heart in it and it radiates out, it's like, oh, love can radiate back out, right? When we yes. are full and complete and whole and complete. It and love for ourselves first, right? Love yeah. for ourselves first and acceptance yeah. of yeah. who we are and an acceptance of the fact that everything that we were given mm -hmm. is put there to help us fulfill our purpose, yes. regardless of what the world tells us about it. We were created uniquely because we have a unique purpose in this life. And so some of the stuff that we try to get rid of or push aside or deny about ourselves, we're actually denying the gifts that we were given in order to show up in the world as who we were meant to be. And yes. being able to embrace all that and love all that is the first step to being able to step into your power and really create the impact in the world that you desire. Yeah. I love how you said that because you're absolutely right. It's like, those are the gifts that we were given for whatever mm -hmm. reason to get us to this place right now. You know, yeah. if you did not have these challenges and barriers that you had to overcome, you may not be where you're at today, sending this beautiful message out to having a bigger impact on your audiences, on your, on your clients, on your colleagues, on your friends or your family. Like, right. Like I just, I yep. truly believe all you of can't pick and choose what squares you want to put in the quilt, right? Yes. It's yes. the whole quilt. <laughs> keeps you warm. That's what keeps yeah. you warm. If you take out all the bad stuff or all the things that you don't necessarily like, you get a holy quilt. That's what I always yeah. say. And who wants a holy quilt? It's useless. No one wants a holy quilt. It doesn't no. It's not the burrito. It's not the burrito blanket, right? <laughs> right, right. My daughter just got a burrito blanket and I'm like, what has happened? I just um, bought um, blanket, blanket hoodies 
for yeah. um, my daughter, a few of her friends, and me and my girlfriends. We've got these big blanket hoodies. Love those, I love by it. the way. I love it. <laughs> well, and I and, and again, going back to this like piece of like, you know, when we go through those layers, right? Mm-hmm. There's there is a there's a grief and grieving process because you're right because it's like who would I have been if I didn't do this and and if we just sit for a moment and say what if everything that was gifted to us given to us was serving a higher purpose for us in the longer term and of course when we look back we can say okay it's 2020 vision where we can say okay that makes sense we can put the it's easier for us to you know, look back and put, connect the dots than it is looking forward to trying to connect the dots. Right. And so right. I think that, you know, giving ourselves some grace, but there is a process of, of grieving. And I remember when I was going through my own grieving process, cause I'm like, man, what would have done? And, and now I have such gratitude from just all the craziness that I experienced through my life with I mean, yeah. from abuse to just, you know, mm. the emotional, like turmoil that I was put through, like, you know, even just being, I, I was, I was held back in second grade and I was okay. so ashamed by that because it was such cause I, I had this um, learning disability and it, I was, there was so much shame to that. I mm. mean, and I, I would, I carried it through. I wouldn't even tell people how old I was when I just got yeah. out of high school because I was a year older. Right. Okay. And there was so much shame. And so now I'm like, gosh, and I share that story actually for the first time in a, a, a speaking event like three years ago. And I had two students come from this university come up to me afterwards and just, they thanked me for it. And they started crying and they said, I'm in the same boat. And I, and I'm, there's so much. And I was like, and I think sometimes we can take our story and it becomes a gift to somebody else. And this says, wow, you know, Kathy did this and coach Kathy was able to do this. And like, I can be like coach Kathy, you know, like, I just think that that's the power in the message that we have. So our mess becomes our message and um, yes, there's power in impact. Right. Well, I will tell you that that hits home because part of my journey, when you believe that the world is telling you that you're not good enough, that you're never going to succeed, you know, you've got some self-hatred there. And and that's a a strong word, but you don't love yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And I became bulimic and I was bulimic for years. And I remember after I stopped uh, throwing up, I stopped being bulimic. I remember taking the job at, at Ole Miss. I was coaching basketball. And literally in the first week, our head coach says, we've got somebody on our team who's not cleared for practice. Mm -hmm. Um, She refuses to go see the trainer. She refuses to do anything, but, you know, because she's bulimic and we want you to talk to her. And I'm just like, Mm. and I said, I've got two choices here. I said, I can tell her my story. And I had never told anybody like I, you know, it was a huge source of shame for me um, Mm. at that time, but I'd never told anybody. And I was like, ain't this something, right? You know, that I can either tell her the truth or I can continue to hide it. So she and I went on a walk. I told her everything. I said, you know, I get it. I said, and I told her my story and she looked at me and she said, you were bulimic. And I said, yes, I said, yes, I was. And she went to, she went and got help. I ended up in that same situation again, when I took my new job and I can relate to these young Mm -hmm. girls and Mm -hmm. say, I get it. Like you think I don't get it. I get it because I've been there because I did it. And I did it for years. And I know what the hiding does. And I know what the shame does. And I know Mm -hmm. how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And it was just not only, but the funny thing was, is that was my healing. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> really, and, and I'm like, I'm dabbing my eyes because it's bringing tears to my eyes because I think that it's so beautiful. And that is just, yeah. it's so powerful when we think about how powerful we are. And, and, uh, you know, there's a, that old saying, you know, the, the, the starfish slinger, right. And if you have not mm. seen the poem, it's like talks about this guy going out and he's like flinging the, the starfish back. And the guy's like, you know, like, what can that do? Like, you know, there's, there's miles of starfish, you know, yeah. he's like, you know, it's the power of one, right. It's, you know, it made a difference to this person, you know? And so that, I think yeah. that the message that we get to live, lead with is like, even if it's just one person, right. Yeah. Like, it's powerful. But you said no wasted experiences. You yeah. know, when I'm yeah. in the throes of bulimia, mm -hmm. all I can see is the shame and myself mm -hmm. and my own stuff. And, but the story's not finished, right? That's, that's a piece. That's just one small moment. Mm -hmm. And if it hadn't been for that period in my life, then who knows if I would have ever been able to help, not the one, not the two, not the three, not, like the multiple girls who I coached in college who were experiencing this, who knows whether I would have had, been able to have as big of an impact on them if mm. I had not had that experience myself. So when you talk about no wasted experiences and that all of these things are blessings and part of our quilt, right? They're not, they're not supposed to take us down and, and damage us or destroy us. They are part of what we experience so that we can help others. I think that that, you know, is, is a powerful statement about women in general, because we go through a lot that we don't share. Yeah. 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 I and mean, we have it. And you're right. When we share that story, when we create that impact, it is not only for them, but it's also a reflection back on us. And, and, and I think it's a, ref, a direct reflection on our, on our journey, you know, where yeah. we're at, what we're, what are we comfortable sharing and where, where do we, you know, we, we give ourselves permission to no longer carry shame and guilt around it, you know, as deeper feeling. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. This is fantastic. So, okay. <laughs> Coach Kathy. Okay. Yes. <laughs> what, what kind of, what, how can we end this call today with a tip, a tool, a strategy, something that can help support all the listeners that are listening today with, you know, something that you've maybe has been helpful to you in your journey, but something that we can share with them to kind of you know, leave them with a, a good little nugget here. Yeah. So, you know, I am a big fan of daily practices. I'm just a huge fan. And, you know, the one thing that I, I will say is that as I can't say that the same daily practices will work for every woman every morning or every person. But what I will say is that my original daily practices were really around self-forgiveness, forgiving myself and saying, you know, reframing those old stories. I would spend time in the morning kind of journaling around that. I'm a huge fan of meditation. I'm a huge fan of any type of activity that will help shift your mindset and, and really understanding how amazing and wonderful we are and how grateful we, we should be for who we are and even the challenges that we face because we're still here. And so whatever these daily morning routines and evening routines are should be parallel to what you need in your life at that moment. So if I need more confidence, then my morning, my morning is like, you are kick-ass. You are a badass. You can do anything you put your mind to. Like I, I think those things, I say those things for myself. And then I do my gratitude every day because there's a lot to be grateful for that we take advantage, that we take for granted, sorry. And yeah. then I'll do my meditation and then I'm up. Yeah. But wherever you are, 
what does that routine look like for you that helps you to make a shift in your mindset and how you feel about yourself so that you can be your most powerful self each day? Absolutely. I love that. That's such a a great way to, to wrap up today, but let's, um, where can people connect with you, follow you, stalk you? Um, just kidding. I mean, on, on the, on the most, um, most, um, appropriate stalking, of course, um, like what I was doing today when I was stalking you. Um, but, um, how can, how can people connect with you? Yeah. So, um, my, my website is, um, coachkathywilson.com. Um, and it's Kathy with a K. So coachkathywilson.com. And the most popular way to find me on social media is the coach K dub. So it's the coach and then letter K D U B. So the coach K dub on Instagram. So those are the two easiest, best ways to find me. Um, and if you want to know more about me, you can find it in one of those two areas. So yeah, that's where I am. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for thank you for having me. Courage to come out and share and continue to share your story on so many different levels and platforms. And you know, it's folks like you that is is creating this powerful movement of where we're heading to or into this new place and space where you know self love and self compassion is going to be the new way. Right? Yes, so thank you. I agree. I agree. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I am so grateful that you joined us for this episode. If you've enjoyed this, then I invite you to connect further with me at talkingwithterry, that's T-E-R-I dot com. Whether it is the color of our skin, the way we look, the size we are, the level of intelligence, the way we grew up, the friends we have or didn't have, the car we drove or didn't drive, whatever the story that we took on or was given to us, they all sting. Yet the beauty in all of this is that what we do with those stories. We do not need to continue to be defined by those stories that do not belong to us. Our next guest is a young entrepreneur turned powerhouse, which just shows us that success is possible at any age.